0: Hello, Welcome to another slice of Grapple Pie, my name's Daniel Swan, thank you so much for listening Um, It's Tuesday, it's Tuesday the, the what, the 31st of May Which means that yesterday it was a Monday, that would be Monday of the 30th of May um, Which means that it was a Monday Night Raw, um, which means that I've now watched it um, Which means that there's something to talk about, Um, thankfully, thank God I mean, sure, I could have done one on Smackdown, but (laughs) Come on, Uh, so let's just dive straight in Raw, do it. Raw. It's, about, it's, about, it's, about, it's about to a dirty toad and It's a boat, it's a boat, it's a toad and beat. And a fart, put for dinner bang, Break a break Let's just get on with it. So, yes, this was uh, WWE Raw for Monday, the thirtieth of May, twenty sixteen. Hayden uh, from Green Bay in Wisconsin. Um, and that date. Uh, means that in America it's referred to as Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Now, you probably wouldn't get that from watching Raw last night, that it was Memorial Day. Uh, But it was Memorial Day. Uh, They didn't mention Memorial Day at all. Um, or No, it was the other one. Uh, Yeah, they couldn't start fucking banging on about it. Uh, So Memorial Day for for the Uninitiated is a day to celebrate the armed forces and the people who have kind of, you know, voluntarily gone out to fight people in other countries that the government deems troublemakers and potentially lay down their lives for them. Now, let's get this straight off the bat. Being in the armed forces, very brave thing to do. Um, Being in any kind of job that you could potentially die whilst doing the job, very dangerous. Firefighter... I don't know something else policemen whatever right big thing and in the UK we have Remembrance Sunday and people wear poppies and it raises lots of money to to help out people you know ex-servicemen and women who've come back and obviously going through difficult times because they used to live a life where people you know had guns and shot at them and now they come to a place where that's not really frowned upon uh, where that is really frowned upon it's not really kind of accepted as a difficult thing to transition blah 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 very important thing, and it's good to raise awareness and support them. Having said that, fuck's sake, cra- Like the th- having the the ring bell thing at the beginning. Like I'm fine, absolutely fine. Everyone out. Nice moment of silence. I love a moment of silence because that a moment of silence forces us to do what needs to be done in these kind of situations, which is think, think about what what's going on, think about what we're supposed to be thinking about. And so many of these things, it's like, if you think about it, then that's when, that's when, you know, the good stuff happens. But then they went on with this fucking Ronald Reagan speech and everybody like, blah, 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 and American flags like as coming out of everyone's arsehole. It just, I don't know, as a, as a non-American, it, it bothered me, man. I just thought, come on, let's just, let's just take a chill pill and let's not start coming red, white and blue. And then, but then it was like, right, okay, so that's over. Memorial Day, okay, it's Memorial Day. We get it. America's the greatest country in the world. Of course it is. How could anybody ever say anything other than that? Let's get on with the show. Let's get some McMahons out um, to be talking bollocks. Let's get Face Steph out, which is my least favorite character on the roster at the moment. Fucking Face Steph. He's like, hey, I'm cool now because I've got a book coming out and I want you to buy my book. Um, Talking about the brand split, talking about smackdown going live on tuesdays uh which is a good thing which is an exciting thing um lots of lots is up in the air um let's you know get some details from from shane and steph let's let's find out exactly what's going on do we find any of that out do we bollocks it's all it didn't tell us anything that we didn't know already just wasting time completely wasting time then the new day come out you think, right, okay, let's get some interest going here. Um, and they talk about some funny stuff. And they're worried about getting split up. And they're talking about Francesca 2 and statistics about trombones from broken homes and that she needs to stay with her three dads. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. And then they kind of lampshade the fact that Shane and Stephanie don't know what the fuck's going on because WWE doesn't know what the fuck's going on. They're just kind of, you know, pawing through it. Which is fine at this stage. But don't come out and start talking about it if you don't know anything more about it. If you haven't made any solid decision, don't draw attention to it. It just seems stupid. And then, there's always moments when you're watching wrestling. And I, I could have watched Raw, most of Raw uh, live last night. Uh, normally, I don't watch it because the wife doesn't like it. And so I just watch it on Tuesdays instead, um, which is fine. But last night, she had some work to do. So I had the opportunity to do it. And I started watching that. And then I heard two words that just made me turn it off straight away. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch this segment live, not being able to fast forward it with somebody who doesn't like wrestling. Like, because a lot of it you can kind of justify like, you know, this is wrestling, this is good. I like it. It's athleticism. It's storytelling. It's, you know, entertainment with no subtlety. Absolutely fine. Everybody gets on board with that. Whether you like it, whether you don't, it's like, you know, it's, it's a particular type of art form. But then there are some moments that you're just like, no, it's wrestling's shit. Let's just cancel the whole thing. Let's shut WWE down. This is awful. Two words. Dance contest. Fuck off. Fuck off. Don't you dare open up a Raw, talk bollocks, and then kill time with a dance contest. No, <laughs> no. Nobody wants it. They're hideous, terrible. I had to fast forward. Didn't even watch the end of it. Um, so then the Void Villains come down. They have a fairly standard match. Um, good, good that the um, commentators were building up the new uh, the Void Villains, saying that they were, you know, building them up like legitimate threats, which is good. Um, and if the the stipulation was, I guess, if they won the match, then they'd be number one contenders again. They said in the picture, which is frustratingly vague but I assumed it would be you know if they won it then they get to be number one contenders again Um, it was a fairly standard match not a terrible match not a great match fairly standard Um, but then the exciting thing Anderson and Gallows come out fresh from uh, having a very uh, depressingly 50-50-ish feud with uh, the Usos Uh, they come out and they interfere and they beat up the entire New Day and you think yes these are the guys who could potentially um, dethrone the New Day not that I want new Day to to lose their tag titles necessarily but they've had them for a long time they're over enough without having to um have the tag titles so they don't technically need them it'd be good for somebody else to have them change as good as a rest whatever blah 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 um, but that was great i thought that was very exciting that's like right okay so this is what this is the kind of shit that they should be doing that they should be coming in and saying right we're taking over we're going to beat everybody up blah blah, blah 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 so that was great um then they have a little interview backstage just saying, you know, this is what we came here to do. Uh, it was better than their pre than a lot of their uh, promos, uh, interviews backstage have been. So that was good. Um, and then the the classic, I kind of feel like the the interviewers. I was watching some classic wrestling the other day, and it had Mean Gene backstage interviewing people, and it really just serves to highlight the just the 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 chasm in uh, difference in quality between. Mean Gene and anybody that they have today. Nothing against Renee Young, nothing against Eden or any other person, or Jojo or whoever the fuck that they have today. But an interviewer's job today is to ask a question and then hold a microphone. And then, and this is the crucial bit, then at some point the wrestler that you're talking to is going to walk away. And then the camera's going to hold over to you. And you don't really have any, you can't have an expression. You've just got to be wistfully watching after them. No expression, no no anger, no reaction to anything that they've just said. Nothing to build up what they've just said as being particularly controversial or combative, or hilarious or stupid or whatever. Don't sell that at all. Just look as if you're a, a kind of a widow looking out over um, a, a tumultuous ocean. Just stupid. Like, just give it some. Give it some. React to what's being said. React to... Ugh, annoyed me. Um... Then we have uh, Apollo Cruz there, uh, and he talks to the Big Show backstage, um, which was again I thought a good thing because um, I mean, a Apollo Cruz has no character; he's just smiley and incredibly athletic, and that's not enough to be a character um, unless you you know want to be anything more than a kind of a spot monkey luchador, Calisto kind of person. Um, the Big Show, very very charismatic. Say what you will about the Big Show; um, he has a lot of personality and just being associated even in this small way with him is hopefully going to build up uh, Apollo Crews a little bit Um, because he does seem good he does seem very, very crisp in the ring which is good Um, and incredibly athletic and just inflated uh, in terms of his physique so obviously WWE are going to be pretty uh, pretty hot on him Um, but yeah, just a a little bit more personality from him shows very, very good so yeah, I quite like that Um, then we get the Usos coming out I am pretty bored with, uh, against Breezango. Fuck off. A tag team doesn't necessarily have to be named a combined, a combination of the two names. That's not a thing that has to happen. Ridiculous. Um, and I, as soon as they came out, I was like, oh, the Usos are going to win this. And it's even though Breezango, Tyler Breeze, Breeze and Fandango are a new tag team, and let's try and kind of build them up, let's try and kind of give them a bit of momentum um no i knew the usos were going to win but the usos didn't win conclusively they kind of stole a victory um with a bit of a roll-up so was like right okay that's fine and i even wrote down in my notes usos steal a win not as bad as it could have been because i thought right they're just going to demolish them and it's just going to be hellish but then it was a little bit you know they kind of got it through their their you know better tag team chemistry perhaps you know they're a more experienced tag team they know the little tricks of the trade whatever and maybe that's a you know it's a learning experience that's fine and then they try to pick on r-truth and gold dust who are doing atrocious terrible unfunny uh, commentary at the side um tyler breeze and fandango decide to pick a fight with them and then lose that fight (sighs) and then it got worse it could have been it could have been terrible in the ring but it just got worse outside really nobody gets over from this nobody gets over nobody looks good um then we get roman coming out this is possibly the worst part of the show for me uh roman comes out everybody hates roman of course uh just a pre- I, I realized one of the things that i re- that really bothers me about roman reigns's promos because i try and put my finger on it i don't want to be one of these people who criticizes him just because it's cool to criticize him um i do think that when he comes out people shouldn't boo him i think if you like you should boo somebody because they're an effective heel if you don't like what's going on with their character don't say anything just shut the fuck up and make it absolute crickets as they come down to the ring That's a lot worse. And that sends much more of a message that, hey, we don't like this person. Um, But what I don't like about his promos is that he's, 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 he, I don't know. He really seems like somebody who's trying to be cool. And there's nothing that's less cool than somebody trying to be cool. He's always doing these kind of shoulder moves like, yeah, and then I'm this, and I'm a cool guy, and he's breaking up the shield. And he's, how can you be the man when you're running from the guy? Um, which is awful because then that highlights the fact that this is a feud between two men whose nicknames are The Man and The Guy. Like, there are fucking writers on this show. Monkeys aren't making this up, I assume. There are proper writers. Give them a fucking nickname, even if it's a ridiculous, doesn't trip off the tongue in any way nickname, like The Underdog from the Underground or The Man That Gravity Forgot. Like, give them something that isn't just, uh human. Oh, well, I'm human, so I'm, oh, fuck off. Uh, And then it got even worse it got even worse Seth Rollins comes out everybody's excited he's going to come down to the ring then he thinks better of it then he picks up a microphone then he's going to say something he thinks better of it then he's going to come down to the ring then he thinks better of it then he's going to say something He thinks better of it then he goes in the back but then he comes out again but then he doesn't come into the ring but then he goes back again then he comes out again and ultimately the, the long and short of this is that Roman Reigns comes out and says not a lot about Seth not being a, a selling out or whatever and then he and Seth Rollins don't fight that's that's the long and short of it no, it's it was an awful really awkward pointless segment that did nothing for either man um, that didn't build anything up that didn't set anything up wasn't interesting the crowd were confused entirely by the whole thing which isn't a good idea And then it just, and then Roman Reigns' music hits again. You know, what the fuck have I just wasted five minutes of a show here? Like, it seems so much like they were just trying to fill time. Just, let's stretch it out, let's stretch it out. Um, But then everything got better because uh, Rusev comes out, um, who I love. And Zack Ryder comes out, who is all right, Uh, but he has awful music. He has the woo 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 bit at the beginning, which means everyone knows that he's coming down, and everyone kind of cheers for that. And then I don't even know—I can't, don't even know what is going on with his music. It's just, like really weak and just like. Sack Rider, Rider. It's just such a kind of nobody music. There's no impact that's left by the music whatsoever. So he needs to get that change. Uh, Rusev does some great um, gut wrench suplexes. Just looks like an absolute fucking beast. And what I loved about this, what I loved about this match is that it was booked well. So much of the rest of this uh, event card, I guess, um, was booked terribly, I think. But this was booked great because this got across the idea that Zack Ryder is uh, a plucky underdog. Absolutely fine. That he was kind of outmatched against Rusev but that he gave it his all he got some moves in he was trying his best and he's you know he didn't give up and it gets across the idea that Rusev is a fucking monster that's all you need that's all you need to do in a match if the match is good if the match is bad you know in terms of moves or whatever ultimately what people tune in for is to continue the stories you're telling stories and this told a great story Um, and the accolade as um, it was in the Kalisto one when he kind of he's Goes back onto his back and it's just wrenching, just looks really great. I, d- I don't imagine it would actually be as painful as a normal like camel clutch, but it looks amazing. Um, then Rusev gets on the microphone afterwards and has a go at Americans. Not on Memorial Day, Rusev, not on Memorial Day of all days. Um, and then while Zack Ryder's uh, hiding like a bitch, um, Titus O'Neill comes out, um, who is. I don't know what he is. I think he's, a, he's I think he's an American football player. I don't think he's been in the military, but he does seem to be a kind of, you know, all-American kind of guy. And he comes out and <laughs> he's so angry that it's Memorial Day and that Rousseff's calling himself a great American. Um, even though he potentially is an American, if he's got citizenship, you know, let's not rule that out. Um, and he comes out and says, this It's like fucking 300. This is Memorial Day. Um... And then he has a go at Rusev by calling him, oh, this was the worst, calling him, you're not a Bulgarian beast, you're a Bulgarian blowhard, like, for fuck's sake, PG, man, come on. Like, in the the, uh, Shane uh, McMahon-Undertaker feud on the run-up to WrestleMania, Shane said that Undertaker was um, Vince's bitch. Like, call him a Bulgarian bitch, that's the... That's the fucking, that's the insult, isn't it? You get the alliteration. You get that it's an insult. Everybody would pop for that because who calls Rusev a bitch because he's the size of a car. Um, but yeah, just to go for a blowhard. I thought, ooh. But I think that's, that's a good feud because Titus O'Neil's big so he can kind of hold his own a little bit. But he's there's no chance that he'll beat Rusev at all, which is good. Because we need Rusev to, again, continue with this kind of run of just being a fucking beast and just a curring all over the place. And I think Titus O'Neill was a good one to do that. So uh, I was pleased with that. Pleased with that uh, feud that's hopefully going to develop um, into Money in the Bank. Then we get, Jesus, this this show, man. Um, then we get the Shining Stars. Everybody was just sitting there thinking, yeah, all right, Rusev's there, Roman's there, Rollins is there, The New Day's there, Anderson and Gallo, short. Sure. What about the shining stars? And I'll tell you, they're standing in front of a green screen talking about bioluminescence. Um, and one of and then the fat one says, I keep getting messages from the WWE universe say and that's like the only messages you're getting from the WWE universe are messages saying, Fuck off because you're boring. Nobody cares. And also you're not getting messages because nobody knows that you exist. So get rid of it. Just Oh, just give up on it. Um, then we get a Charlotte recap uh, of the kind of telling Ric Flair to fuck off thing. And then she runs into Steph backstage. And the, the, no, this might be the worst thing. I don't know. There's so many worse things in this. Raw, it's such a shame. Um, then Steph starts shouting at her for no reason, just getting really angry. When it's like, the fucking things that you've said about your mum and your dad in the past... Like, you can fuck off, Steph. A- and again, it's that, like, she's... she's They're booking Steph like she's Roman Reigns. Like, she's the best thing. She's the best person ever. And she's going to have a go at all the bad people. And she's, oh, she's the best now because she's got a book coming out. It just seems so, like, cynical and, ugh. And she started shouting again. I didn't watch the end of it because it made me cringe too much. It made my anus tighter than a fucking snare drum. Um, but then, thankfully, we get Enzo and Cass coming out. Again, just full of charisma, full of energy, full of enthusiasm. Great characters, great handle on the characters. Cut a great promo. It doesn't really matter what it's about. Ultimately, Big Cass is just naming cheeses after a while. I guess Wisconsin is a big cheese state. Um, they're talking about It's entertaining. It's entertaining. They're having fun doing it. It was the same as the New Day at the beginning. They're having fun doing it, and that really comes across um it's just fun to watch just lovely 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 to watch uh then the Dudleys come out now I feel sorry for the Dudleys like I get that they're old and I get that they're mainly here to put over the new guys that's fine but still don't treat them like bitches I think that's yeah I just think it's a mistake um so the Dudleys come out for a tag match it's Enzo's first match back since he got slingshotted on the thing in the concussion um Bubba's so great just shouting at them all the time oh you're talking you're talking and I don't know I just love him I just love bad guy Bubba Dudley uh, I think he's great um, the Dudleys are fucked I've written here yep absolutely there's no way that they were going to win this um, and it was I was thinking about it afterwards and I, I kind of got annoyed that, that Enzo and Cass won but that I shouldn't be because they they're the younger team they should be winning it the, the issue that I have is that on the run up to this the Dudleys should have been should have had more game. They should have had more wins, i.e. a win, at least. Like, especially when it's them beating up um, Big Cass and then Big Cass turns the table and beats up both of them. It's like, what's the point in having a tag match if Big Cass can take both of them down on his own? That makes no sense. So they should have beaten down Big Cass so that when Enzo comes back, makes the big save, and then the the new guy is... That's more exciting. That's more interesting than people would have cared about this because there's no way... As I say, there was was going to be any outcome other than Enzo and Cass getting the win. Um, Still, hate that finisher. Like it's Big Cass does nothing, does absolutely nothing, and every and then they show it in a replay, a slow motion replay, where he can see exactly how much nothing Big Cass affects that finisher. Like give him a boost off the thing, or just have him stand over the person and kind of slam enzo down when he kind of lands which is kind of what he does but then he does the stupid like i'm throwing you when he's clearly not i don't know i hate it hate it but it was a decent match um then we have a little thing between ambrose and zane and cesaro in the back um that was funny it seemed a little bit awkward partly because cesaro is not a talker bless him um but it was very very quiet i thought just not you couldn't really hear what was going on all of them were very quiet and they didn't turn the mics up enough or they didn't do a mic check beforehand level check um but yeah very very quiet but there was some funny jokes about you know amber um owens being canadian and y2j being canadian and zane's like oh i'm canadian and then amber is like oh that explains so much and then they just leave and it could have been funnier um, it's funny stuff, but it's yeah, the delivery didn't really work. Uh, then Cena comes out. Cena comes out, and everybody loves Cena. Um, th- there were some boos though. Some boos. A bit of a mixed uh, thing. And then fuck's sake comes out with some more Memorial Day bollocks. Really annoys me. And I don't know why it annoys me as much as it does. But it just—it's so overblown, so over the top, so jingoistic, so just. and like he's he's out there talking like he's fucking poet laureate and he's there wearing cargo shorts with ellen's face on them and a cap and a like come on how's that what is this character who is he what is the character here because it just it just didn't work it just seemed really weird um and he was really angry he was saying obviously saying that um you know, the new era, not going to take... You know, they've got to go through him, blah, blah, blah. But he was really angry for some reason. And there was no reason for that. I thought that was weird. Um, then AJ Styles comes out and they have dueling chants for a long time. That went on for ages, didn't it? Just super, super, super long. Um, which is cool because it makes it feel like a moment. But at some point, like just tell them to chill out. Because there's other stuff going on and this is a live show. Um and then Anderson and Gallows comes out and uh, there it is it's the fucking heel turn AJ Styles is back with the club and he's a heel and the club a heel and super exciting and they fucking kicked the shit out of Cena and he had no offense at all which was great you th- you think on Memorial Day Cena's first day back he's going to roar back and like ah, nobody could take me down but they just beat the shit out of him and left him which was great Um then we have uh, Natalia versus Dana Brooke, which I think they was the same match they had on SmackDown. Um, Natalia doesn't get an entrance, so it's clear that the uh, yeah the AJ and um, Cena segment went on far longer than it was supposed to, uh, and this was the match that really suffered uh, as a result of it. It was no real match at all. Um, Dana Brooke got the victory with the kind of the only move that she did. Um and then her and Charlotte beat her down afterwards, and then Becky comes out for the save. Becky pegging it down, like very, very fast, um, which I thought was uh, impressive. Um and then obviously they're gonna have another match uh, later on down the thing. Um then Ziggler has a little promo, little interview backstage that he he describes himself as the man of a thousand and five holds. I don't know whether it's deliberately done as a, a, a kind of an advert, like, oh, go back and watch the Jericho 1004 holds promo. But it just came off as lazy. It just came off as like, don't try and ride on the coattails of just come up with your own shit, man. Just, Just come up with a promo. That that you can do, and I'm sure there must be things that you can do because they were harping on about, you know, oh, he's a proper technical wrestler and he's this, this, that, and the other. So he obviously knows about wrestling. Surely there's something that he can bring into it. So I thought that was a little bit disappointing. And then he starts talking about the the holds that he can do. One of them was a super kick. That's not a hold. And then about four of them were armbar or arm drag or something, like just the same thing over and over again. Like fucking come on, man. Like it's not difficult to name different holds. Um and then they had their match, him and Corbin, that it's going to be you know, technical wrestling match, and he puts his little wrestling headgear on, uh and then kicks Corbin in the bollocks, which I don't really like, because Corbin should be a monster, and this just made him look like a bitch, like, if anything, it should have been the other way around, like, Ziggler's coming for a technical wrestling match, and Corbin just kicks him in the bollocks again, because he's like, fuck it, I don't care, I do not care, and also because... With Ziggler winning this one, it means that The Feud's going to go on. And The Feud, I feel, has gone on since about 2004 already. So we need to move on. We need both of them to move on. Nobody cares. Let's just all get on with our lives. Uh, then we've got The Miz, uh, obviously, with his little Facebook thing. Maurice is a lovely-looking thing, isn't she? She's wonderful. Um, and then The Miz talking from uh, from his suite, where he's waiting to start production on the Marine 5. Um, which is great because obviously the fifth one in any film series is always the best. Um, But I thought that was weird because so then I I don't know how long they're going to be filming it for, but even a shitty action film I would have thought would be filming for more than a month. So then how is, you know, isn't there a, a champion's clause where you've got to defend it every 30 days, otherwise you forfeit it? Isn't that why injured people get the belt stripped off them? I thought that was a bit weird. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether they just ignore that and just want to keep the belt on him anyway and then just ignore the IC title, which is, like, why give him the title and why allow him to keep the title if you know that he's going to be going off to shoot this film, especially as the IC title match back at Extreme Rules was the match of the night, a lot of people thought, including myself. Um, so why, I don't know, that seems like an odd decision. Um, especially if you're trying to give a bit more kind of prestige to the IC title. It seems weird. Um, Then we have a bit backstage. It was much better uh, with Y2J, Owens and Del Rio. Much better than the faces. Much funnier. uh, Mainly due to Owens and uh, Y2J. Both of them funny guys. Both of them great talkers. Del Rio, not too bad. Um, And yeah, Y2J corpsing. Clearly just about to crack up as he walks off at the end, which I thought was very, very nice. Again, they're having fun. That fun is coming across. It's fun watching wrestling. Let's have fun. Let's not do stupid, pricky dance contest bollocks. Um, I'm still annoyed about that dance contest. Um, and then we have that match, the the six-man at the end, which I thought was good. I don't like six-man tags generally. I feel like there's too much going on. Um, the best six-man tags are the ones that kind of break apart very, very quickly and it's all just kind of running in and doing finishes and all of that kind of stuff as quickly as possible. Cesaro was, was very, very strongly, uh, which I thought was cool. Uh, there's a nice stupid idiot chant for Jericho, which I thought was lovely. KO, when they were outside the ring, uh, pushed Del Rio in his chest, and it made a real bad, like, like crazy slap sound. Um, I don't know what it is about Del Rio's skin. Obviously, his kicks and enziguris and stuff when he's slapping his leg are the loudest things in the world. I don't know why he has such loud, slappy flesh. It seems weird. Um... Yeah, and then the backstabber from the swing was great. Nice finish. Not particularly a crazy, crazy finish uh, and not a particularly good match. Like I say, when we know that all of them are capable of putting on an incredible match, it's a little bit disappointing. Um, but, it, I mean, it's good. It's, it, it was a fine way to, to it was an okay w- way to finish and, and that was Raw. That was uh, Memorial Day Raw. So let's get to um, three things of interest. Uh, match of the night. Winner of the night, loser of the night. Let's fucking do it. Three things, three things, three things of interest. Who won, who jobbed, also the match of the night. I rambled on too long with the uh, going through the raw tonight. We're already at 30 minutes, Jesus. Um, I'll try and get through this as quickly as possible. I know you're a, you're a busy person. You've got things to do, with people to see. Um, three things of interest. There was in, uh, adverts for... Um, The Seth Rollins WWE 24 documentary um, about his recovery and the injury and all of that kind of stuff uh, which I thought was really it's a very strange world of wrestling that we're living in at the moment where the lines between face and heel are blurred more than they've ever been in the past you have someone like Kevin Owens who a lot of people love because he's really entertaining but he's clearly a heel but people cheer him anyway Seth Rollins is kind of the same but With something like this, this is a real, like, face thing, isn't it? To kind of build up, you know, he's worked really hard, he's, you know, he's an incredibly, you know, talented guy and he's had this injury but he's fought his way back and now he's going to win the title. That's, like, classic face storytelling. And yet, they've set it up at least that he's definitely the bad guy he's he's on paper absolutely the bad guy um so unless this is kind of tying in with with uh, as as i have posited in the past a double heel to, uh, a double turn at money in the bank with reigns going uh, heel and rollins going face i don't know but it seems weird to kind of keep him heel when you when you put on that kind of those kind of adverts of like look how he's fighting and look how he's but it, yeah as I say it might just be a you know you respect him but you still respect him enough to boo him because he's a bad guy I don't know but it's a, yeah it's, I, it struck me as a really odd thing and something that even like 5-6 years ago you never would have seen um, the good guys with the good guys and the bad guys with the bad guys so it's um, yeah it's a weird one um, Heel AJ and Heel Club and the club being badasses is, is great wonderful 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 really really looking forward to, to seeing what they do with that um, hopefully they absolutely Muller John Cena at Money in the Bank really really keeping my fingers crossed for that because that's you know they should be a dominant you know it's AJ Styles is a main eventer the Anderson and Gallows could be you know the, the head of the the tag team division and possibly arguably should be this should be a really big faction this should be kind of an evolution level um, stable um, and bringing in Finn Balor as well, possibly to, to feud with them or to join them, um, join them initially and then become babyface and then maybe have a Styles versus Finn Balor match at uh, next year's WrestleMania or something. Like, there's a lot of possibilities for where this could go. Um, it was th- it was the thing that everybody is talking about from this Raw, um, which is partly because it's kind of a bollocks Raw, um, but partly because it is so monumental. Um yeah, I think I think AJ Styles and John Cena are going to put on a great match. a um, money in the bank um or whatever incarnation of the the match happens. Um but yeah, I'm very very excited for it. I think it's it's good storytelling because it yeah, you don't know where they're going to go with it, which is nice. Um and then finally from that little segment where AJ um and where, where the club uh were beating up John Cena, the fucking zooming is really doing my nut. Like on a on a thing like uh, Sheamus's, like chest hit beats of the Bodron or whatever the fuck it's called, or like a, just a co- corner mount ten punch thing, like do a zoom thing. That's fine, no problem with that um, because it's like in and out, and it's like a regular thing, and you know what you're doing. With. But when they were beating down Cena, and there were two cameras on it, and both of them were just like in it, it just really. I don't normally get that bad. A lot of people, when they watch Cloverfield, are like, oh my God, I just got all like travel sick watching Cloverfield. It's like, just keep the camera steady. And I didn't have that at all. But on this, I felt kind of queasy. So when you're worse than fucking Cloverfield, you know that it's going to be bad. Like, There's no need for it. There's absolutely no need for it. It's dynamic enough if the wrestlers are doing their job and the wrestlers are doing their job. So they really need to fucking knock it on their head. It, it so distracting for something that is such a momentous um such a big angle like don't have it do not have it absolutely yeah wrong to have that entirely um the loser of the night um aside from me for watching it because it was I mean the toss that was going on here the memorial day stuff at the beginning the entire opening segment um the usos and brizango and the stuff after that seth and roman was toss um the Shining Stars was Toss. Um, Steph talking to Charlotte was Toss. Um, the, the Natalia and Dana Brooke match was Toss. Um, just, yeah, a lot of bollocks. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, lot of bollocks. Ziggler's promo. Um, but the, the loser of the night has to be um, Baron Corbin, I think, because he got bitched out massively. He's supposed to be a, a monster... He's supposed to, you know, he's six foot eight or whatever he is. He's a big guy. He's got a good look. He's got a good attitude. He sells his character well, and yet the booking's making him look like a bit of a bitch, which is not where you should be going with it. Um, the winner of the night has to be AJ Styles um, after Extreme Rules. A lot of people questioning myself included. What's next for AJ Styles because he's just lost twice on consecutive pay per views. He's obviously not feuding for the title anymore because Rollins has come back. Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? Um, and he's like right back to the top of the card uh, with this, which is very, very exciting because he's he is a, a wonderful worker. Um, and I, yeah, as I say, I can't wait to see what he does with uh, John Cena. I think that's going to be a great match. Uh, and then the match of the night, um, it wasn't a huge, there wasn't a lot of possibilities for this one. It has to be Rusev and uh, Zack Ryder. Like I say, both of their characters came through very well. Both of them got built up, I think, um, told a good story and um, makes me want to see what both of them do next it's very simple it shouldn't be. something as simple as that should have been trumped by something more spectacular bigger you know bolder broader um, but it wasn't because the rest of it was kind of tossed um, so yeah right back right back fucking hell uh, Rusev and Ryder that's the the love child is right back um, match of the night do you agree with me are you sitting there thinking Dan you're talking shite What's going on? The match of the night was this. The best thing was this. I love Stephanie hypocritically shouting at Charlotte for not being kind to her dad. Um, Let me know. Absolutely let me know. Um, You can let me know on the website, danielswan.squarespace.com. Let me know... uh, uh, facebook facebook.com forward slash the daniel swan let me know on twitter or instagram at palugin p-a-l-o-o-g-i-n or send me an email danielswan41 at gmail.com thank you so much for listening um i hope you come back and listen to uh, uh grapple pie next week another slice uh, but until then yeah this has been a slice of grapple pie my name's daniel swan and uh, i'll speak to you again soon cheers